0: The Dory Monson Show on Cairo Radio. This is The Big Lead.
1: Welcome. Uh, welcome to The Big Show. Dory Monson's Big Show. Brandy Cruz filling in. Nicole, can I say how long I'm filling in for? Sure. Well, I don't know. I just know if you want it to be a surprise every day. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm basically here through the end of the year. Yes. Uh, he pretty much said that on Friday. Oh, he so. did. Okay. <laughs> You're I good. mean, I mean, I was listening on Friday because I listened to every episode, so I knew that. Um, <laughs> the studio looks nice. It's uh, I haven't been in here in a while, and it is. It has exploded with. Uh, thankfully, nothing too Christmassy. We can't have Jesus being celebrated in. here. <laughs> reindeer, I, I guess. Know. Not too. Yeah, there's some reindeer. <laughs> there's some garland. There's some Christmas lights and red bows. That was from our, uh, I think they kind of did it for our Week of Wonder that we had last week. And then also the Christmas show we had a couple last week or the week before. And uh, that's where Dory told his famous goose story. Oh, that I, I don't have a goose story. Good. But it looks nice in here. Yeah, it's got me in the <laughs> holiday spirit, not the Christmas spirit, of course.
2: Because holiday. I can't have
1: any sort of specific. I say own it. You have Christmas here. Merry Christmas. (laughs) So I'm excited to be here through Christmas and uh, up until the new year for my friend Dory. But I'm in a mood today. I'm in a little bit of a mood. And I think you'll find out just how bad my mood is when we get to the big lead.
0: The big lead. I sense a Dory rant coming on.
1: Brandy rant today. So, Nicole. If you're dating a guy and he cheats on you one time, do you stay with him? No. Two times? No. <laughs> three times? I don't times? give that option. No. Four times? Never. How about ten years in a row? Ugh. Just does you Dirty. Right now. No, of course not. But for some reason, you know, with politicians, they can let us down time and time and time again. And we just keep going right back to them. We just keep going back to them. And such is the case with Governor Jay Inslee, who has all of a sudden come out ahead of the 2023 legislative session and wants us to believe that he has the answers to deal with homelessness. A crisis that has, by the numbers, by numbers that are not in dispute, gotten exceptionally worse under his leadership. And I thought it was interesting, Nicole, you pulled this clip. So we're going to talk about in a little bit, Governor Jay Inslee and Attorney General Bob Ferguson came out and uh, talked about their ideas for, quote unquote, ending gun violence. Gun violence is their wording, not mine. And but in the course of that, Governor Inslee said something I thought was very interesting and that you pulled for me. You know, obviously, COVID, the governor has been talking about it less and less. Thank God. And he wants all of us to know that COVID might be gone, but there are other issues that now need our attention.
2: Everything was resolved on COVID. We're just on to the next challenge. Right. So now we're dealing with our homelessness crisis, our mental health Uh, lack of mental health, our continued effort against climate change. So we're not lacking of challenges. That's why the next legislative session, I'm really looking forward to moving the needle on.
1: So he says COVID is gone, so now we can deal with homelessness. Homelessness as a crisis has been here long before COVID was here. And they like to use COVID as an excuse for why homelessness is so bad, X, Y, Z. But you and I, we all know that homelessness was terrible before COVID happened. So now all of a sudden, Governor Jay Inslee releasing these plans to deal with homelessness as if it hasn't been a crisis for all 10 years that he's been in the governor's office. And I saw that come out over the weekend that all oh, he's released, his budget and legislative priorities and homelessness is at the top of the list. And I didn't even want to read it, to be honest with you. I didn't even want to read it. What is this man going to do that he has not done in 10 years? on the issue of homelessness. And then I clicked on this little thing. I was like, fine, this is my job after all. And it was exactly what I expected it to be. What do you think the priority is, And call Housing. They have this totally false narrative that they continue to push that our homeless crisis is a housing crisis. And so he had this slide that he put out uh, as part of this plan saying, it says, what's driving homelessness? The price of housing is up and the availability of housing is down. That, in Governor Jay Inslee's estimation, is what's driving homelessness. People can't afford a place to live. No. Homelessness is an issue with drugs and it's an issue with mental illness. And I don't understand why people would trust anyone to solve a problem that they're not willing to properly identify If he says he's going to solve homelessness, but he can't actually, he can't or he won't be honest about what's driving homelessness in this state, then I continue to have no hope for him. And he did put a couple lines in here about, oh, behavioral health. I'm going to, he's going to help behavioral health. What was the other phrase? People who are involved in the, and people who are involved in the criminal justice system. Yeah, criminals are the people who are involved in the criminal justice system. So he puts this little line about how, you know, most of his ideas are around housing, which don't get me wrong. I do believe that we need more housing in this state. I think that it is becoming increasingly unaffordable for even working class families to afford a place to live. But I don't believe that's what's driving the homeless crisis. You don't go from one day, oh, one day I'm in my Seattle apartment and then I all of a sudden can't afford it. And so I'm going to go to Third Avenue and hawk stolen goods. Or, oh, rent got too high, so I'm going to buy a derelict RV and I'm going to park it on Elk High Beach. There's a lot of daylight between those two stations in life. So how do you get from being stably housed to selling stolen goods on 3rd Avenue? Drugs. In the vast majority of cases, you became addicted to Drugs. How do you go from, oh, I'm living stably in an apartment in Seattle with a job to, oh, I'm living in a decrepit RV that could light on fire at any moment and I'm parking it from place to place? Drugs. For anyone who wants to have an honest conversation about this crisis, it's being driven by drugs. So now you have, here you go, a governor, been in office for 10 years, Homelessness has gotten worse each of those 10 years. We now have 13,000 people in our state who live on the streets. I think that's a conservative estimate, but that's the estimate that we have to go with. So a governor who hasn't solved the crisis in 10 years, all of a sudden he's going to solve it. And then a governor who either refuses or truly doesn't realize what the actual problem is, is going to fix the problem. And that's why I go back to my analogy, Nicole, about it's like an abusive relationship. You cannot blame the homeless crisis on Republicans. I mean, try as they might to blame just about everything on Republicans. You can't. Because Republicans have no say in the state on really virtually anything. So you have to you have to attribute our problems to Democrats, right? Yet we are, what, going to put our faith in a governor who's been here for 10 years to fix a crisis that's gotten worse over 10 years? And we're going to put our faith in a governor who claims that it's a crisis related to housing when anyone with two eyeballs or even one, it only takes one to see that this is an issue that is a drug crisis. And so while you're saying, oh, we got to fix homelessness, oh, did we just lose power Oh, no, we're
0: fine. We're oh, we're oh are we? S-
1: are we still on the air? Yeah, we're
0: still on the air.
1: Wow, it went dark in the studio. You know, I knew you had too many strands of Christmas lights in here. That's <laughs> I knew you had too many strands of Christmas lights. That's it's funny because I think they uh, normally just go off for a second, and that was uh, yeah. legit. It couple was a couple seconds. <laughs> spooky in here. Okay, too much Christmas spirit in here. So Jason Rance had a good thought on kind of. What all this is about? You know, all COVID's done now. Well, now we need to, we got people suffering on our streets. I don't know if you heard. Yeah, Governor, we heard. Well, Jason's of the thought that, you know, you get people, you you get these crises so bad, right? You let them just fester, 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 fester. Behavioral health system in, in shambles. Western state loses its federal accreditation. Now the governor's like, oh, we need to fix our behavioral health system. You think? So Jason's of the thought that this is all just a a way to continue to tax people more and to work toward an income tax because, oh, now homelessness is so bad. Our behavioral health system is so bad. We need the money to be able to fix these crises. And so how do you get it? Well, now, I mean, we have to have an income tax. I don't know what other option there is. And I, you know, I'm not one for conspiracies, but I'm, tendin- I'm starting to sort of buy into the conspiracy that you just let all these crises get so bad that oh, we need more tax money to be able to deal with them. Because I just cannot think of another reason why the governor would ignore homelessness for 10 years and all of a sudden come out and say, oh, this is my priority this year when 13,000 people are now living on the streets. Now, speaking of taxes, uh, let's continue on in the big lead. But as you'll find out, we're not going very far.
0: The big lead. I sense a dory rant coming on.
1: Yeah, we're going to continue ranting. It's a different rant, but it's just on a tangent to the rant we were having before. So Governor Jay Inslee did this interview with TVW. Uh, It was an hour-long interview. Probably the only entity (laughs) to do an hour-long interview with is the state's public access channel. And, you know, he's talking about homelessness and all his priorities for all these things. And the, the issue of taxes was brought up and that you have other states that are giving, finding ways to give the, the people in their state a tax break. Uh, I was talking the other day about Florida. They're giving their residents a 50 percent discount on tolling on the roadways, which is great. You find a way to let people keep more of their money when people are struggling. So anyway, Inslee was questioned about why you don't do some sort of tax break, right? (laughs) This is the answer that Governor Jay Inslee gave TVW as to why he won't give you a break on taxes.
2: The reason we're we're proposing this is because we believe in our people, we have problems, and we are doing a tax cut. I want to reiterate, we are giving a tax break to 400,000 people who are the most uh, in need of these tax breaks. With all due respects, our billionaires do not need a tax cut right now in the state of Washington. And when you give a general tax cut, you're giving tax breaks to billionaires in the state of Washington. I don't really think we need that right now.
1: Okay, That was more than I want to play. But when you give a general tax cut, you're giving tax cuts to billionaires. So the governor has so much spite for what? How many billionaires do we have in the state? Three, four, so much spite for that handful of billionaires that we cannot give people a general tax cut because it would include giving a tax cut to the handful of billionaires in our state. Is that that has to be spite. So people who are struggling, struggling at the gas pump, struggling at the grocery store, you can't give them a tax cut. Because it would also happen to give a tax cut to to some of the richest people as well. and We just can't have that. You know, it's similar to uh, this capital gains tax that they've been pushing forward with, even though it's legally questionable and there's this ongoing court case about it. You know, they say, oh, we need the rich to pay their fair share. We need the rich to pay their fair share. But did you notice in pushing through the tax on capital gains, it didn't come with tax cuts for the poor and middle class. It wasn't like, hey, we're going to tax the rich more, but we're also going to give you guys a break. No, they kept your taxes the same, but they're also just taxing the rich more. So they're always like, oh, whoa, is the low income and middle class, but they're not helping you. They didn't institute any sort of in doing the capital gains tax, any sort of benefit to low and middle income people they just increase their tax revenue overall by passing a tax on capital gains so i tend to think jason's spot on with the, what other besides gross incompetence and maybe that's what it is incompetence and ineptitude how else do you explain a government that claims to care about people Allowing the homeless crisis to get as bad as it is over 10 years and then all of a sudden being like, we need to fix this. And then two, allowing the mental health system to to get so bad that the federal government decertifies our largest psychiatric hospital. And then saying, oh, we need to invest in behavioral health. It's like the Twilight Zone. And the only rational, and it's not rational, let me take that back. The only reason I can think of is they're just building up the case to take more of your money. But it's just really sad to hear the governor say, you can't have a tax break because the billionaires would get one too. And that's just, we can't have that. Uh, one more thing I want to fit in here on The Big Lead. The Big Lead. I sense a dory
0: rant coming on.
1: Everett, the city of Everett. Yes, we're doing three story rants in the big lead because I just so many, so many local stories right now that the, the the I don't I wanna meet the people who think who hear oh the governor's prioritizing homelessness and mental health and who believe that who trust in him to fix it. And then I wanna I wanna meet the people who think that this next story is gonna make a difference. The city of Everett held a gun buyback. So Ten years ago, when I was here at Cairo Radio, when I was a reporter, one of the very first stories I covered was a gun buyback in Seattle. It was under the, the, uh, the, the, the handout prepaid visa gift cards. 241 guns turned in as part of this buyback. No measurement of how many of these guns are operable. And so you don't even know. Again, we're giving about, okay, my, my headphones are better, guys. We're moving on. Giving out all this money. 241 guns turned in the city of Everett. And they want to act like, because Governor Jay Inslee said today, that uh, here's why we have gun we have gun violence. What did governor say today at the press conference? We have gun violence because there's too many guns. Okay, well, we'll do this gun buyback and people will turn in 241 guns. And then the Seattle Times does this article quoting these people on why they brought back guns, right? You get up to $300 per firearm. And some of these people are like, oh, this was, you know, a gun my dad had after Vietnam. Something. <laughs> it's like all these all these old, probably non functional firearms that people just had hanging around their house and they're like, Oh, the the government will give me a hundred, two hundred, three hundred dollars for this. There is no one who has a gun who wants to use that gun to commit a crime, who's going to turn it into a gun buyback program. And then the arguments, oh, well, yeah, people, though, if you have them just sitting around your house and you're not using them, then somebody could steal it and they could use that in the commission of a crime. And that's true. But I think you really overestimate how many people just let guns just hang around their house. Most responsible gun owners have their guns locked up, and and thus somebody wouldn't be able to access it. But 241 guns, and the Seattle Times does this article celebrating it. People lined up in Everett to turn in their guns. You no, know, they lined up in Everett to turn in guns that probably didn't work, that had been around for decades, were family heirlooms, and they did it so they could get a couple bucks. All right, that has been the big lead this hour.
0: The big lead on Cairo Radio.
1: Coming up, we're going to dive into Governor Jay Inslee and Attorney General Bob Ferguson's press conference from this morning announcing the quote unquote gun control policies that they want to put into place that they believe will help with the rise in shootings across our state. We'll assess those ideas coming up as the big show continues. Brandy Cruz filling in. Christmas Bumps this week. Is it? Is this week Christmas? Yeah, this weekend's Christmas.
2: You're right. Oh, yes. Oh, the
1: weather outside is frightful. Well, there you go. We can have a sing. The snow is so delightful.
2: I guess still blow up some and bumps if, if you want. If there's
1: no play, I can't. I'm not a good singer. Okay. <laughs> but um, you know, maybe maybe later on in the week, you know, I am gonna be here all week. Yeah, we could just mix it in. Yeah, I mean, can yeah, I it's I have some favorite hymns. They do speak of Jesus. Is that okay? It's Christmas. All right, we're in his, Seattle, though I know that Jesus name's is frowned name. upon here. <laughs> 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 oh, Brandy Cruz filling in for my friend Dory Monson. What an adventure! The big lead was a power oh went gosh. out. Or, there was sound issues. Birds heads in our are heads. falling off. Oh my gosh! It was, uh, <laughs> was way to power through. Well, it's that like was you know pro- you hear things in the studio, and you're like, can listeners hear this? Because if they can, that's a problem. And we don't always know the answer to that. i was trying to figure it out. Oh, it's always an adventure. So this morning, as was expected, Governor Jay Inslee and Attorney General Bob Ferguson uh, came out and announced their gun control priorities. And all of this under the framework of they want to deal with, quote unquote, gun violence, which is just violence, which are just shootings, Right. And, you know, some of these things are the old standby ideas, but some are even dumber than normal. I probably can't say that. I need to be nice. It's a holiday weekend. Some are, I think, will be less effective than even their normal proposals related to guns. So first, let, let me have the governor break down why it is he believes we have a gun violence problem.
2: And unfortunately, because of of the prevalence of gun violence, uh, every day people are now more had a belly full of gun violence and not be able to walk out your door without a mass shooting.
1: (laughs) Okay, first of all, is he the king of hyperbole or what? He really is. And what is a belly full of gun violence? Mm -hmm. And uh, you can't hold on. What did he say? You cannot walk out your door without being involved. (laughs) I'm sorry, I should not laugh. Can I just
2: rewind that? ...not be able to walk out your door without a mass shooting, including in schools. So uh, I think this is changing. Unfortunately, uh, as time goes on, people have just got sick and tired of this gun violence. And the presence of guns and assault weapons is a cause of gun violence. The difference between...
1: Oh, yes, because if you have a gun accessible to you, you will commit an act of gun violence. It's the presence of that firearm that dictates whether it will be used to commit an act of violence.
2: Our country. In- you have no choice. In Other countries is the presence of guns in everybody's pocket. What is normally. In- For,
1: and also <laughs> dad, nobody keeps a gun in their pocket. <laughs> I don't think if you're listening and you actually keep your gun in your pocket. Um, let me know.
2: Argument. In a lot of other countries is, is a is gunfire in a 7-Eleven parking lot in our community and as long as we have people having guns who aren't trained in their safe use who are walking around with weapons of war we're going to have this problem
1: okay there's just so much i could do there's so much i could do with that but i i i need to get to more so uh there's a slew of of uh proposals uh, regarding guns that are going to be put forth in 2023 during the legislative session. And some of them come from the um, Alliance for Gun Responsibility. But specifically, two of them are being introduced, like pushed by, championed by the governor and the attorney general. And the attorney general has done this like every year where he comes out with his uh, priorities. Uh, So banning, quote unquote, assault weapons, banning the sale of those is one, Uh, And then they have this other one that has to do with gun manufacturers and sellers being responsible, which we'll get to in a moment. Uh, But I think you have, here it is, yeah. So here is the governor on what uh, some of these bills would accomplish in his estimation. We
2: will be introducing bills to ban assault weapons, to create an appropriate level of liability for gun manufacturers.
1: Yeah. So I'll get to the liability one because it's a little complicated and it's just, Kind of weird. But another um, bill proposal that has been um, proposed by the Alliance for Gun Responsibility that we believe is going to be carried forth by Democrats in Olympia is this bill that would require you to have a permit to purchase a firearm. So Governor Inslee explained the justification for that.
2: Thusly, You need to get a license to drive a car. You need to get a license to go fishing. It's time that you get a license to make sure that you have safety training to purchase a gun in the state of Washington. Okay, <laughs> You need to get a license to drive a car. You need to get a license to go fishing. It's time that you get a license to make sure that you have safety training to purchase a gun in the state of Washington.
1: Do you think he's aware that driving a car is not, in fact, a constitutional right? Do you think he's aware that going fishing, gone fishing, is not, in fact, a constitutional right? Because I'm not sure, and I wonder if someone needs to remind him. Now, I I should note, I'm not really a big gun person. I just am not. I mean, I. if you know me, you know that... Um, I've been shot twice via ricochet in my youth out on the farm. So, you know, maybe that's why. But I just have never been into I grew up around guns. I was in a hunting family. You know, a lot of deer in Minnesota. They just are all over the place. So I, I don't have a problem with guns, per se. I just personally have never carried one and just don't. Feel like having one. So I'm not like a gun quote unquote nut, as the Seattleites would say. But I also can appreciate the weight of a right being in the Constitution. And I think that's what's lost on someone like Governor Jay Inslee, who equates gun ownership to your right to drive a car or go fishing. And I think that's why there's certain people who just sort of laugh at him and don't even want to engage in the, with the left on this issue is because they're not approaching the subject with, I think, the weight that you have to approach it with when you're talking about a constitutional right. And, you know, the idea of needing a permit from the government to exercise a right That you're supposed to have as a citizen of this country is deeply troublesome to some people. And I think if you're not willing to have a genuine conversation about that, then that's just non-serious. So you're going to compare it to. I'm just going to play this again. I can never get never get tired you of it. You need these to get things. a
2: license to drive a car. You need to get a license to go fishing. It's time that you get a license to make sure that you have safety training to purchase a gun in the state of Washington. And it's high time that we pass a bill to make sure you get a permit before you purchase a firearm.
1: Yeah. I think that's going to be a non-starter uh, for at least the, the the gun community. But, you know, Democrats are in charge of the House and the Senate and uh, the governor's office. So whether they're able to push something like that through, I, I suppose they could. But I want to talk more and maybe we'll push it here to the next segment. This proposal that the governor and the attorney general are pushing that would establish a quote, establish pathways to justice for gun violence victims by holding the gun industry accountable if guns fall into the wrong hands. <laughs> I think there's a lot of questions about how a law like that would work. Let's push it to the next segment and discuss it as The Dory Monson Show continues. Brandy Cruz filling in. Brandy Cruz filling in for Dory Monson, spilling over a little bit from the last segment. Um, because one of the proposals that Governor Jansley and Attorney General Bob Ferguson has put forth is something called the Firearm Industry Responsibility and Gun Violence Victims Access to Justice Act. Whew, it's a long one. And essentially, what it is is if a gun manufacturers, for instance, or the you know point of sale acts irresponsibly in some way, and then a gun falls into the wrong hands and somebody gets injured or killed, that you could hold the gun industry accountable. For that, Here is Attorney General Bob Ferguson.
0: This bill, which was passed in Congress some years ago, uh, grants broad... Brought-
1: and I should note, he's talking about here the um, uh, Protection of Lawful Commerce in Arms Act, which is something that exists uh, nationally that shields, currently shields firearm manufacturers from this type of liability that they want to place on them.
0: ...immunity for those manufacturers and sellers, even if they're irresponsible in how they sell or manage these dangerous weapons. It protects them from liability. Um, as an example, before PLACA was passed, the families of Beltway, sni- Beltway sniper victims were able to successfully sue a Tacoma gun store and gun maker um, because the weapon that was used um, in those shootings was stolen from the gun store, and the owners had no idea the firearm was even missing, and they had to pay over $2 million to the family for their irresponsible act. Well, when the federal law was passed, that made those kinds of lawsuits virtually non-existent. However, in this federal law, there's an the states take action. And that's what our bill's proposing. If states take a certain action, they can provide that liability under state law. So those victims can bring a lawsuit if a manufacturer or a seller is irresponsible in how they handle, store or sell those weapons. Or as attorney general, I can bring those as well.
1: Now, look. The example that he gives there for the necessity of this is the Beltway sniper attacks. How often, if they are successful in getting this through, is there going to be a situation that calls for this, this new law they want to be used? How rare of an... It's so rare they had to use the example of the Beltway sniper attacks or a gun that was used in those attacks was stolen from a Tacoma store, and the gun store owner didn't even have any idea that the gun was gone. And that's, yeah, that's problematic. If you own a gun store, you ought to know if you have your inventory there or if someone has made off with it. Like, I think we can all agree that's common sense, right? But you're holding up this really obscure example as the justification for this new law. And you're talking about responsibility, responsibility, responsibility. Let's have a conversation about responsibility. What is the bill that Democrats in Olympia this time last year introduced? It is a bill that if it passed would have reduced the penalty for drive-by shooters who murder someone. You want to talk to me? You want to talk to family members of victims about responsibility? You're here proposing some obscure freaking law, the, the genesis of, was, of which was the 2002 Beltway sniper attacks to make sure that the gun industry is accountable, is responsible to victims. And this is the same political party in the same state that introduced a law that would have allowed drive-by shooters to get a more lenient sentence if they kill someone even if that person is an innocent bystander, even if that person is an innocent child. So you want to put your energy, your authority as the attorney general of Washington into holding the gun industry accountable in the rare instance that you have a sniper who stole a gun from a Tacoma shop and went on a killing spree. Yet, Bob Ferguson, I didn't hear you say one word, not one freaking word, when a member of your own party in Olympia proposed a bill to give drive-by shooters a slap on the wrist. And don't even get me started with the number of sweetheart deals that are cut to legitimate criminals who use guns in the commission of actual crimes. And so people all the time, when I push back against gun control, what would you be okay with? There are absolutely gun control measures I'd be fine with. For instance, I am fine with limiting high capacity rifles, semi-automatic rifles when it comes to gun buyers who are first time gun buyers or gun buyers aged 18 to 25. I'm willing to talk about, quote unquote, common sense gun control legislation, but I won't have one freaking conversation with it. About With Democrats. Until they're willing to throw the book at every single person who actually commits a crime with a gun. And until they stop proposing laws. Where the only intended purpose of that law. Is to reduce penalties for people who use guns in the commission of a crime. If you want to stop proposing stupid legislation like that, if you want to start taking cases seriously that come to you where someone who's actually used a gun to hurt someone else, if you want to do all those things, I will be more than happy. And I'm sure a lot of Republicans in Olympia would be more than happy to have conversations with you about what more we can do to keep people safe. But until then, I just have a hard time believing that your intentions are in the right place. The Fastest 15 coming up. Brandy Cruz filling in for Dory Monson.